Hi, Luke Chris Foss here from thechrisfossshow.com, thechrisfossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, we have a gaming podcast that we're going to have today on the Chris Foss Show, and we'll also be having this on our sister podcast, chrisfossgaming.com. So you can be sure to see that on either one of the channels, whichever one you subscribe to, and we certainly appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, you can go to youtube.com for us, Chris Voss, hit that bell notification button so you can see all the wonderful shows we do on the Chris Voss Show and the other podcast channels. You can go to Chris Voss Podcast Network to see all seven podcasts that we have and be able to tune into some of the different ones that you like. Today, we are joined by a German game development studio called Chasing Carrots, and we have today with us Paul Lewitsky. Uh, did I say that right, Paul? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> All right, well, welcome to the show, man. And uh, uh, what's your title there? You're, you're the programmer and lead game designer, is that correct there? Yes, that's correct, yeah. Awesome, all the way from Germany. And this is really <laughs> cool. We've been interviewing a lot of um, gaming companies that are small. I, you know, I don't want to just call you small, but you know, they're they're these they're these niche sort of small uh, gaming companies. You guys have been around for a long time uh, since 2011, I guess. Yeah, we have been founded in 2011. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm very excited to be to be here. And yes, uh, the company is quite yeah. We had a seven-year anniversary uh, last year. That was yes, I remember that. And uh, I I've not been uh, in the company since the beginning, uh, but uh, I was involved in in the pressure overdrive uh, project. So I started as a freelancer, and then they hired me. They wanted wanted to to hire me from the start. I was a little bit reluctant, and they, they they just convinced me because it's an awesome place to work, and I'm very happy to be here. And my title is mainly uh, yeah, it's fifty fifty programming and game design for me. So I'm a game designer and a software programmer, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty yeah I'm pretty involved in the game design part. Uh, I'm kind of the the. Uh, I'm sharing the lead designer role with our co-founder Dominic, who is the who is also the the lead coder, and that's yeah yeah you you're absolutely right. We are pretty small, and we like to stay small <laughs> because it's it's somehow yeah it's it's like a like a small family, and it, it's fun to to uh, make projects like this. So you guys are working right now on a '70s to '80s inspired business simulation game. Where yeah. you start as a hands-on entrepreneur in your garage. I thought this was really interesting. I was watching the video on it, and you grow your business to a large robot manufacturing company. Um, and you've launched three titles so far: Pressure, a top-down shooter, Cosmonautica, a space trading simulation with a focus on crew management, and Pressure Overdrive, a complete Oliver Hall, the first pressure game turning into a twin stick shooter. Uh, pretty amazing. I mean, for eight people in a company you guys are pumped out almost four games now well yes uh, it was yeah it, it's it was pretty turbulent also i mean the, the our prior uh, titles they weren't as successful as good companies promising to be uh and that's why we are we are kind of like in in a in a phase where we're where, where, where success is kind of in reach <laughs> before that it was a little bit uh, moderate, uh, you know, we kind of had to had to uh, accept contract work to to get money and to be able to pro uh, to 
progress uh, progress with our uh, game development. But still, uh, yeah, we, we we gathered a lot of experience from that, and it's yeah, it's it's uh, slowly it's getting getting much better. Yeah, and your games are self funded. I mean, this is pretty cool. This this shows that people can take and build, hmm. um, you know, gaming projects. And I, I imagine with the success of Steam and other platforms that are out there, it makes it really easy for you guys to sell the game, get it distributed, get it promoted and all that mm. good stuff. And that's probably how we came across you guys. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, make it so that everybody can make games. So you don't have to have a billion, you don't have to be a billion dollar company to make your own games. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the whole, uh, it's, it, uh, someone, someone said, uh, uh, I think it's, it was Rami Ismail. It, it, it's today. It's, is the the time in, in which it's the it never was easier to make games like today and that's why so many games are are popping up and and we kind of went into the whole tycoon simulation uh genre because we a we love this genre we love this game we love complexity we love to have this intricate systems and and interaction um and uh, b we kind of have gathered the experience to be able to actually uh, uh, produce something that that works in this way because it's not very easy to set up those those uh, those systems that so they, they are fun and we are still working on that to, to get get the whole complexity in there and also make it at the same time making it accessible that's that's quite quite an interesting challenge yeah, I mean, I it, in the old days, I mean, you had to have a fairly big company, fairly big backing. You know, you see some of these powerhouse games like Destiny uh, from Bungie or yeah. other games like Red Red Dawn Redemption Two, which uh, they almost have to go into underground development for like eight to ten years and have to have billions of dollars and funding and and here you guys are able to with you know platforms like steam be able to put these games together launch them and have fun and and then also be close to your community uh which i find is true with a lot of these small game producers uh that they're 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 much closer they're able to build their community and yeah. and listen to it and adjust the games and adopt them where it seems like with a large lot of companies like bungie <coughs> you know they they don't listen very well or by the time mm. they can listen and actually steer, decide where to go with their ship, uh, it's it's just a huge mammoth company. So uh, it probably makes for much better gaming when it comes down to interaction with your gaming community, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> we are. Uh, we try to try to be as open as possible which was in the past it was a little, we neglected that part in the past we uh just recently started to to kind of be accessible we are on discord we have a discord server where uh, we can we can talk one-on-one -on -one with with our uh with the most engaged uh people from our community uh we also are very active on the steam platform we are the the uh, early access release is already announced and we are planning to have it in the middle of the year and before that we want to have like uh, a closed beta i'd like to call it a closed alpha because a beta is usually always something that's feature complete which we won't be because and the most features will be introduced during the early access phase and that's something i'm very excited about uh things like for us it's things like uh, uh multiplayer uh gameplay so you can play you can kind of start up your company with your friends you you start in a garage and you have like 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 multiple people you can interact with uh but 
the thing is, I mean, the, the, the unique selling point in this game is you're not like, like an omnipresent manager who's hovering above the whole, uh, whole thing. It's still an isometric game, but you're still, you're still controlling one person. You, cre you have a character creator. You start, start your, you're starting by, by creating like a, like a guy or, 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 or girl. <laughs> and uh, you walk around with this one character and that's that's what we mean with hands-on entrepreneur and yeah that, the same goes for um, the multiplayer part we also are planning for modding support so um the you already gave the hint that uh you're you're building up to uh, your company to a robot ma manufacturing empire so the, the initial idea was to have a company simulation in general mm -hmm. but then we had to settle on some sort of uh product you couldn't just do like the acme thing you product produce everything because then you would go down, down you would go down a rabbit hole and that that would uh, kind of yeah uh be very difficult to realize so we kind of thought about hmm what's the most interesting product we can we can come up with and some somehow yeah Robots are cool. Why not robots? Sure. I mean, you, you can do so many things with robots. They're so versatile and so they can be very simple or very complex. And so that's why we, we started with that and said maybe with modding you can add other things like food, for example, or, or, or many different uh, things, cars or stuff like that. Yeah, the the I thought it was kind of funny. You can play CEO and you can build your own business and you can go through the whole thing where you have to develop your products and then hire other people and build a team around you and and uh, just like just like you would with a company. Mm -hmm. uh, if I start the if I start the company in my garage with my multiplayer friends and I decide that I don't like them anymore, can we have a big friendship? Uh, breakout <laughs> partnership fallout and then giant lawsuits and stuff with each other was we fight over the company <laughs> that would be cool but i don't think that that's that will be the a feature and at the beginning i i i made the mistake in the past to overpromise in in uh, terms of uh, you know features and yeah. i'm i'm kind of cautious because uh i mean you 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 heard probably about uh, the story behind uh, no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, for example. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but on the other hand, you know, uh, we we all are big fans of Peter Molyneux, <laughs> for example. Uh -huh. This guy is is really an inspiration to us. And uh, there there was once an interview with him, and and I was kind of I was shocked because the first question in this interview was, Peter, are you a compulsive liar? And because uh, he, he Peter Peter Molyneux is known for, or was known for overpromising on his games, yeah. Yeah. and um, I wouldn't say he's a liar, and because I fell in the same trap, I was was there. I I, I saw I, I was on a on a big show and I was talking about the game, and I found myself promising things that I couldn't really guarantee because you're so you it just shows your passion about the game. Yeah, you're so passionate about things. You want these things that you promise. You want them in the game, and they, you. you take them as facts kind of yeah and that's very dangerous that's why i try to keep back a little bit and not and then later you're like well we gotta yeah. scrap that because we gotta do this other thing and that's gotta go oh, you're the, like i already promised that oh yes <laughs> the amount of things we already scrapped from the game or we we completely 100 percent we we done is is astonishing and shocking but it is necessary to get a very uh you know 
good good result good product that is fun to play mm -hmm. yeah that's definitely true so how much is an impact of the this democratization of games being able to put stuff on steam being able to sell titles directly you don't have to have a distributor like activision or something you have to go have a awful relationship with um and how, i mean how does how does uh how does that work for game designers now because i mean you go on steam now and like holy crap and now disc discord now has games and then uh there's one or two other titles that have games i forget what they're they're called but they have some uh games that you can you just pay monthly and and you can play all these freaking games they have on their platforms well uh yeah it's 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 safe to say that the market is quite saturated and it's mm. hard to 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 get a foot in there i mean seven or six years ago it was like like a gold mine kind of mm. it was like like a, the indie game renaissance everybody was jumping on the train and i was i was still uh in in in, in college while that happens happened and no i wasn't in college actually i was i was just finishing yeah i was uh, right out of college and and kind of it was scary for me because i was kind of uh feeling like i'm missing out because i wasn't making games back then i wanted to make games fr from the beginning kind of since i played the first game i wanted to make games and and i was i went into the engineering and i realized oh my god i want to be i want to be part of that and and that was that was justified it turned out <laughs> uh, because yeah that that happened uh, the game the game uh, market is very has grown uh, but it also there are there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of competition and you have to you have to find your niche and that what that's what we i believe found we found our niche we found this this tycoon genre which is still kind of uh there aren't many so many tycoon games out there and uh, particularly not that many that look great and we have very very talented uh, artists i always i'm always in awe when i saw something <laughs> see something what what they come up with and what they do and and that's that's also a quite quite a good selling point i guess for a good company and i'm looking forward to to to, to yeah to see people play the game do you find that uh the community builds pretty good around you where when somebody likes one of your first games that you guys have launched they're buying the next games uh that you guys are putting out um i'm not sure about that because the community is about the our uh our past games weren't that mm -hmm. big um this we we managed to to attract a lot of people with good company uh mm -hmm. without and and they they didn't know what we did uh in, in the past mm. uh we had we had a little bit issues for, for example with um with cosmonautica cosmonautica was actually a very interesting concept and it was very fun uh but we had technical troubles and we uh we also launched it in early access but um yeah the 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 the, the main premise of the game was very very cool but we ended up uh having to stop to just push it out finish the game and mm -hmm. and that kind of wasn't very uh well received with the community so there were a couple of people weren't very uh satisfied with it how it went down and we learned from that mistake we kind of that we 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 relied on technology that that has been discontinued uh. after the fact when we when we used it and we couldn't fix bugs later in the in, the, in development wow. and that's why we kind of uh, now we go down the road to be a little bit more independent on that 
uh, on that part. Mm -hmm. So uh, most of our code base is, uh, consists of of, soft, of 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 libraries that are uh, open source that we can access and can change. The the visualization of the game is, is made in Unity, which has a very big community. It's, it's very well distributed and it's it's uh, here to stay, I guess. <laughs> so that. Uh, that's a much safer foundation for technological foundation for us and yeah these all these factors combined kind of uh make make a very good uh starting point for for a successful game i guess and and using discord discord is such a great community builder and and being able to interact with the community talk to people and and share with people and get feedback and interaction stuff um i just discovered discord last year because i'm kind of new to the whole discord I, I don't know why i never found it before and then i built my own discord server i think there's like a thousand people in it now um and uh it's just amazing how people interact and engage with that it gives them a community where they can take and uh build and and do all the stuff they want to do and, and i manage it's great for game developers as well Yes, Discord is is very, very uh, a very good place to us as well. I mean, a thousand uh, a thousand people is a lot on Discord because yeah. they have they are active. They're they're kind of in real time. You can communicate with them. This is something very different to to Twitter or or Facebook or something because this is kind of these uh, social media channels are kind of passive. You know, yeah. you, you you're dropping dropping message in and somebody will read it or they just scroll by. While on Discord, you can just just talk directly to the people and get their opinion on things. And we also, yeah, we <laughs> we went so far. We we wanted to. Uh, there is there is a British guy. Uh, he has a he has a publisher label. Uh, he's he, he's called his name is Mike Rose, and he has a, has a publishing thing uh, called called uh, No Bone Robots. And he's very good at this Discord thing. And we kind of tried to to. Uh, to learn from from his take on Discord, and we we uh, implemented a Discord bot, uh, which which allows you to play a game in Discord. So you kind of can found a company in Discord. There's a market simulation, and they can sell and buy products in there. So people who join our Discord, they can they can just join a company or found their their own ones. Wow. And yeah, you see, like uh, you can see the market state, our graphs, and stuff like that, and it's pretty exciting. The, the stuff you can do is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's it's so good. I mean, one thing brands have to learn nowadays is you, you know, for for years of social media when I first started out, I really focused on building an audience, and I'm like, I got to build an audience, and I got to build an audience, and then I realized along the path somewhere that I not only build an audience, but I needed to build a community forum for that audience so they could sit around and talk about me and whatever the hell crap I was talking about all day long. And uh, I really struggled with different forums and, you know, trying to put a forum on the Chris Voss show. That was a nightmare and a mess and just ended up screwing up the site. And, and then finally, we just had to shelve it. And people like forums for a while and then they don't like forums anymore. And and then trying to find different places for this Facebook groups were kind of good for a while. I think they're still kind of good in some sequences, but they seem to be have tapered off. And the Discord has just been so great. People can choose which channels they want to have notification. Uh, like on our Discord, we have uh, Xbox, PC, and PS4. And so being able to mute certain areas of the 
of the Discord depend upon roles so that the people that just, you know, the, most of the Xbox people don't want to see the PC people and the PS4 people chatting. So they're just like, you know, they don't have to deal with that. So they can just focus on that. Um, it, it's really rich when it comes to being able to build stuff. And then, of course, recently they, you know, for an extra five bucks above Nitro, which which I think is 10 bucks a month if you don't have Nitro on Discord, uh, they have games that you can go play Bioware 2 remastered and um, and I'm sure they're going to it looks like what they're planning on doing is becoming kind of like a miniature steam where they're offering games and, and stuff like that. And, and it might be a good distribution channel for companies like yours in the future. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, yes. And as a matter of fact, uh, I remember I think Discord even reached out to us. They, they saw a good company and then they uh they they asked they talked to our producer and uh turned out we were too early because uh, we we are we weren't finished with the game and it's okay mm -hmm. i mean that's fine uh but yeah they, they kind of i i uh looked at it and and, and i realized okay this whole interaction uh discord and steam uh there is this quite inter interesting because um steam uh introduced better chat uh, chatting cap cap uh, uh, functions to their to their Steam client, right? Kind of one week before Discord announced their sh uh, their store, and it was interesting to see that that kind of that they they predicted what's going on, and so or somebody uh, spilled the beans. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 fun. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for us, it's it's very also very very uh, useful for for good company for the development, and I'm looking forward to talk to to people who will mod our game. So modding is kind mm -hmm. of uh, a thing I would like to see and and, and kind of um, enable us to see which fe which features or which interfaces people need. Um, another channel we are using as well is Twitch. So we are streaming mm -hmm. twice a week. We have uh, Monday talk stream. So it's uh, our producer Mark and me talking about the game and awfully sidetracking <laughs> at the same time. Uh, and on uh, Thursday uh, evenings, we have, or evening cent uh, Central European time, of course, um, we have like a create stream so people can look, uh, kind of look on our screen, what screen, what's happening when we are modeling new new assets or coding stuff. And that's, uh, yeah, some people like to, to uh, look look over your shoulder and, 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 and do a little bit backseat programming. That's quite fun uh, to have people around. <laughs> and that probably gives some great connection to the game, some great connection to what you guys are doing, gives you guys some, some uh, focus group sort of feedback. That's the one thing I've liked about different communities and audiences that I have is being able to have that focus group where I can go, hey, well, you know, we're thinking about doing this. What do you guys think about that? Mm -hmm. uh, or you can show people beta work. I know some of my friends who are authors, they actually have private groups where they literally publish the book and share the chapters with like this private focus group and they and they build out the people uh, that join it and it becomes its own community. And then, of course, when they launch the book, the people still buy it, even though they read the damn thing already. <laughs> and you're just like, but but creating this uh, play space for uh, your community and then and then building it so it surrounds your company and then it's ready to roll as soon as you go to market is, is a great pre-marketing technique and and being able to really sell stuff these days. Yes, absolutely. I agree. But we also have a lot of help from our publisher. So uh, we we kind of uh, yeah, that was that's a very exciting uh, thing. 
they they approached us they wanted to talk uh, they wanted to to uh, yeah kind of see what's what's possible with the game and and then uh we decided to sign with them it was uh it was very exciting and we actually we have been approached from from different publishers and uh so so the uh, they are called the irregular irregular corporation they are uh uk based and they have a lot of other uh, simulation games out there and uh yeah it's 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 quite a very very an awesome an awesome uh partnership uh, they help us a lot and they also help us with with uh with the whole promotion thing which we used to be very bad at you know and but it, i think it's kind of also due to to the to the nature of our product of of the yeah. company that kind of helped a lot and and how uh the impetus of the game it's kind of surreal to me when i think about it because the story how uh how it came to being is is very yeah it, it's quite quite a funny if, if you don't mind i would tell, tell it to you yeah. the funny anecdote because we finished pressure overdrive and um i kind of i kind of you could have predicted that pressure overdrive wouldn't sell so many copies and it kind of yeah it kind of uh was like like we hit reality kind of you know mm -hmm. uh it's it's it was okay-ish but it could could have been better and then we have to come up with some plan what to do next so um we started to brainstorm and think about uh different things we could do maybe with cosmonautica and so, and so on and our two founders patrick and and dominic um they they were also in and we used slack back then before that was before before we switched mm. to discord <laughs> yeah and uh so we were like like arguing about or not arguing but but discussing uh, yeah. uh different pitches and dominic he was pitching all the time he was so so much he was so into the pitching ideas thing that he uh one night had, had all, he, he started to dream about pitching games you know <laughs> that that's what how, how how much he was into pitching games uh uh and he he dreamt he he has he had a dream that he pitched to patrick the idea for good company which oh, is wow. kind of weird if you think about it dream within uh, a dream yes it, it was it was crazy and he so uh the idea was was so enticing to him that he wrote it down like like a short par uh, paragraph and he sent it uh in the channel and i read it um or all of us read it and i and i saw it and i thought huh that's pretty boring and generic <laughs> uh so it was titled the company and and then the power paragraph but then i thought may maybe there is something i mean he wouldn't have he must must see something in it so i read it again and it clicked somehow because the the the, the idea that you're one person starting a thing growing it and then you have this whole working clockwork that you set up with one guy you know that's that's yeah. kind of fascinating to me it, it's kind of yeah the the the, the whole idea of, of building something up and seeing it work that's that's that caught on and then we have we have every day we have lunch here we're cooking here in the studio and then we started to, to talk about this idea and it didn't stop we couldn't stop talking about the idea and it was a sign that this is going to be yeah. our next project and it and the and we are we were so hyped and uh to be to be to be frank with you i'm still hyped about the game <laughs> it's a little it bit, does yeah. look really cool the artwork looks really nice uh thank you i was watching the guy wander around the 
there's a video on YouTube and stuff. Where where can people look at this, by the way? Let's give a plug out to you guys. Oh, yes, of course. Um, well, the main site, the, we have a microsite that's goodcompanygame.com without any dashes, just everything. That's our microsite. It's a little bit artsy because you scroll di diagonally because the world is isometric. And uh, the, uh, the main place where you should go is on Steam. Just search for Good Company and you'll find it and you can wishlist it there. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the most important uh, link. And our Discord uh, server is uh, discord.gg slash goodcompany. And so you can join us, join us there. And if you want to see us on Twitch, it's also Twitch TV uh, slash uh, Chasing Carrots. Yeah, Twitch has just been uh, something else. Like I, yeah. I it, it's so funny. I was at E3, I think, back in 2013, 2014, and I have my YouTube channel. We we're making lots of money doing reviews of stuff and phones and and things. And I, I ended up sitting next to one of the early Twitch VPs, and she wrote, she says to me, uh, you know, she found out a YouTube channel. She's like, we know, what do you do? And, and I'm like, oh, I got a YouTube channel and, you know, we do games and stuff. And, and she goes, oh, you know, we're this Twitch company and, and we, uh, you know, uh, we have, we have, uh, people making like 20 grand a month over here playing video games on TV. And I'm like, what, what the hell is Twitch? What does that do? And, you know, it was just barely people are starting to really learn about the community. And she goes, yeah, it's uh, people that watch other people play games. And I'm like, that's the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Why would, <laughs> why would anybody want to watch other people play games when you could just go play games yourself, right? That's like, and, and really, logically, I should have went, well, people do that with football and every other sport. Um, but I just thought it was dumb because I, I just was like, you know, I was thinking as an adult, too, because a lot of kids can't buy every single game, whereas an adult, you can. Um, and I, I was just like, no, I'm not bringing my channel over there. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. Man, talk about one of the few things I've been super wrong about in life. Um, and Twitch is now, you know, almost getting to be bigger than YouTube, the way it's going, the way gaming's going, the way e-gaming's going. Uh, I'm just waiting for the Olympics now to have, you know, e-gaming on the Olympics. And, uh, and it's a great platform. In fact, it's becoming great for podcasts. We're uploading podcast episodes to it now. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you want to build a community, interact with your community stuff, it's a great place to do that. I think it's, I think it's probably better for gaming than YouTube ever it is, even though YouTube's tried to step into the gaming sphere. Yes, that's a, that's, that's. That's true, absolutely. The, the difference is, in our case, that we are making a game on stream yeah. while others play it, and that's a little bit different. I mean, there are people who are interested in game development, of course, but, but I think the, the, the people who play games are much more uh, interesting for, for our audience. And that's why we try to reach out to different yeah. streamers, and we also had contact with them, and we try to get them in the, into our community. Because uh -huh. for us, those, I mean, those people who stream games, they are basically expert players. They are, oh, yeah. they are the, those, those people, you, you want to have their opinion on the game. Mm -hmm. And it, it helped a lot. We, try, we reached out to different streamers who stream tycoon games in particular, mm -hmm. and that, that helped us a lot. And, and it's, it's very, we, we, will, we, will, we want to have more contact with them. It's always a, 
of course, it's always a, a time thing. You know, we we have we we spend so much time developing it. Sometimes we forget that there are this there is this whole PR <laughs> thing. You know, and sometimes there's like 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 silence for a week, and oh, we should we should tweet something again, and <laughs> it's a little bit hard hard to balance. But now now since we have like a routine, we we stream uh, twice a week. It's okay for us. The the, the Twitch thing is not very. It's not very. Uh, it doesn't have the reach, for example, like tw uh, like Twitter for us. Mm -hmm. But it helps us to get the most engaged people uh, to 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 interact with them, to to have them, because the, those people who who are vocal in your community, those are the most important ones. You want you want to have them as your friends, and yep. and they are they are they are incredible. They 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 are yeah so accommodating and and they help us out and that they give us ideas or feedback that's uh that's really really a precious thing I guess. well you gotta start somewhere like i talked to so many people that they're like well i i you know i went online and it just got a few people listening or watching it's like you gotta start from zero man you gotta build it and yeah. uh but it, it's such a great way to interact with stuff, especially when you got product launches or DLC updates. Um, it's it's really cool. I, I love it now, even more Twitch, even more now that I can upload videos. And I've been seeing uh, other people starting to use Twitch for podcasting uh, and uh, just being able to communicate with different people. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen in the next few years with, between Twitch and YouTube. YouTube seems to be turning more and more to be wanting to do TV and TV channels. They're even now producing their own TVs and shows. And and they they tried to compete with Twitch, and it just failed miserably, it seems. So uh, I think I think Twitch is going to be a great space for gaming. Uh, Discord is a great interaction with that. Um, there's so much software now that taking broadcasts and share with stuff. But that's really what it comes down to is building that community, building a, a place where you can communicate and talk about the stuff, even when you're not around, you know, they're sitting, you know, you don't, you don't always have to be sitting there proselyting your game or product or whatever you're doing. You can, uh, you know, the community interacts with itself and you're just like, okay, well, whatever. And it starts to take a life on its own where you're just like, yeah, I, I don't, I can't even control this thing anymore. It's just running amok. And, uh, but you know, thank God somebody cares about the game or product or whatever we're building. Yeah, that's true. Yes, we also considered uh, trying other other uh, streaming platforms. I mean, for us, it's it's a little bit more also kind of because all of us are a little bit uh, each of, of us is a little bit compared to the average average streamer, I guess, a little bit more timid, and <laughs> it's kind of uh, uh, an exercise for us to get out of ourselves and, and be more open to people. So when you're on a show, you're not like, oh, um, uh, maybe uh, like this losing this awkwardness. <laughs> it's it's very helpful. Also, um, yeah, practicing your English language skills because that's <laughs> very useful for you. <laughs> uh, because yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's something. <laughs> that, that's, had... the, that's the other cool thing with that I found with Steam is there's just really cool game development teams all over the world, and and this democratization of gaming to where you know small crews can build great games and they can have their teams either you know in in a select part of the world or they can have them across the world where they you know they're all working out of different places. 
um, and build great games, it's really cool. It just makes it so that there's a lot more really neat variety out there. Yes, the, the diversity of games, that's something uh, that we we never had before like today. Um, even even solo, I, I, I very, I'm very fond of the whole, the whole solo uh, developers like like Lucas Pope, for example, uh, who make really awesome games. And, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm stunned. I always wanted to make a game like in, as a solo dev, but then I realized it's much more fun in a team for me. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And it has to be a small team. It's, if you're like in a big office with a hundred people, that's a different experience. Um, but for us, it's it works quite well in this way, and you have, you have. I mean, I think it it makes sense to to tell you a little bit about how we work internally because that's also something I never yeah. experienced before. I've seen I've seen many companies from the inside when I was in engine engineering, and uh, here it you can you come in into this office and you cannot tell if there is like like a boss or something you come in and you spend like a week here and you don't know okay who's who's in charge uh, kind of everybody is in charge uh, because people are are kind of they 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 communicate constantly mm. everybody is kept in the loop and and no, nobody's left out and that feels like 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 a hyper functional uh, anarchy kind of <laughs> i like to call it that way i don't know if the others agree anarchy. Yeah, I I don't know. It's 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 what I call it. Uh, it's my personal take on 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 what's happening here. I don't know if the others agree. I can't speak about for for them, but yeah, it's it's very very interesting. And yeah, you know, everybody earns the same uh, same amount of money. That's also something very comforting because you know it's it's very equally, uh, and everybody's treated the same. Everybody. Uh, people care for each other and that's something that i that i'm that i really missed in, in other companies kind of i never i never knew that i needed it or I, yeah. I wanted it and now that i have it i don't want miss it anymore and that's some, something that that i i never i never uh thought that this would be so efficient you know <laughs> yeah it's funny yeah yeah, I remember when I was uh, starting my companies, uh, it was a whole lot easier when everyone was in a small office and you could just yell across the hall and everyone could talk to each other. But then once you got spread out with multiple wings and this person's in that wing over there and this person's over there and that person's way over there and you're like emailing and going, hey, answer your email and you know, you're trying to communicate. So it probably makes for a much more efficient sort of workflow. Um, getting stuff done communication things where you're not having to uh fight with all these things that can really start getting in the way as the company gets large more employees and more distant from each other mm. yeah that's yeah. true yeah. and i see you guys have a pretty open environment there so you're not working in little cubicles <laughs> yes that's that's kind of this uh, i mean this office that used to be a bowling alley uh, or a bowl yeah serious yeah, uh, it's not not the American bowling, the German bowling, the the, the boring, um, boring, uh, prudent uh, bowling, uh, German bowling thing. It's called Kegel. It's not not so cool. It's oh, very, wow. yeah. Well, bowling yeah, isn't cool either. So you know, it's not. Uh, it's it's cool. I mean, American <laughs> American bowling is cooler than the German counterpart. I think. Is it really? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh. it's very. Uh, if you would, if you would uh, try it, you would say, well, "What's that?" <laughs> it's like, to, to, it sounds like it sounds like uh, the Canadian curling or something that they do. I'll have to check yeah. out what that is. I didn't even know there was a German version of bowling. Oh my God! We also have. There's also like like a German or European version of of baseball. It's called a Brennball or burning ball. Uh, it's 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 played without without a bat, a bat. Yes, you throw the ball and you throw it in the field, and and there are also bases and stuff. That's. Uh. <laughs> no wonder you guys started two world wars. Jesus, um, <laughs> I'm actually German. I, my family came from Germany in the late 1800s. Oh, so uh, I fortunately I don't have to deal with all that uh, World War Two or World War One and Two guilt. But uh, <laughs> I yeah. chide all my German friends about that. I'm like. Hey, you guys are always starting wars. I have my eye on you folks. No. <laughs> no, no, it's everybody right. else in the world that's a jerk, and you guys are the sane ones. <laughs> so there's I think I think the Germans have learned a lesson for, for <laughs> a couple of generations at least. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually from Poland. I was born in Danzig, which wow. used to be German also. It's a little yeah, bit convoluted. You, can, you know, you know yeah. it's, it's uh, things get mixed up in Europe because yeah. uh, everything is so close so uh yeah um that's where the name comes from also the name isn't the typical german name lewitzki it's uh, oh yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah ski yeah, there you go yeah it's it's all over the place <laughs> so anything more we need to know about what you guys are doing how you're doing it and maybe give us some launch dates for what you guys are planning on doing oh yes of course um yeah so uh the launch date for well, I can give you ranges. I can give sure. you can can I give yeah. you distinct dates. We won't hold you to it. Sure. So, uh, so it's scheduled for Q two of this year. It's the early access launch. Um, before that, like two months maybe, uh, we want to have like a bit closed beta. Uh, I'll I'll like to call it alpha, as I said, and uh, so it's. It will be the early early access launch. Launch will be somewhere in the middle of the year. Pretty pretty exact in the middle of the year. I hope so. I hope it it doesn't get delayed, uh, as you know how things go. <laughs> and um, after that, uh, our expectation is that we will be for in early access in the early access phase where we will be constantly adding features uh, for about let me guess eight months. Ish, kind of we don't know <laughs> maybe a little bit longer um and then there will be a final release and i hope my my hope is that we will work on it much longer after that that we will expand on it that we can add more content to it because i see uh, a lot of potential there because when we started talking about the game so many ideas popped up because you can get inspiration from the real world and 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 incorporate it into the system and yeah i i would like to add more stuff to it it's for me it's like a platform of a game you know like a thing that usually games when you you when you throw the game you throw it out and then people buy it in the first week and after that you have like a long tail and and you, you sell a couple of copies up after that and that's a lifetime uh, but i would like to go for for long longevity of the, of the of the whole project that would mm -hmm. be very i would be grateful if that would turn out that, that way do you guys yeah. launch dlcs to to keep the community going and active and stuff like that or 
I hope so that we will get there. It's it's hard to tell now because it's very early. Mm -hmm. So so the the release will be next year, so the final release somewhere next year. I can cannot tell exactly when because uh, it depends on how long the early access uh, uh, phase will go. Uh, but yes, I would like to have DLCs that are worth their mon their mon uh, its money. You know, so you get some yeah. DLCs are a little bit. You know, you pay five bucks and you get a skin. That's nothing. Nothing that I would like to buy. I would like to have really new game mechanics, new systems, more content, and stuff like that per DLC. That's worth it. That that uh -huh. that does expand the game in a in a con yeah. yeah yeah. You know what I mean? I sure. Would, yeah. Would like to have. Have more gameplay for for the dollar you you're paying for it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would I would love to have that. Sure. Do you know what uh, you guys are gonna be charging for Good Company yet, or do you ever you launch it free and then sell DLCs, or or how do you guys usually launch? I think we will be in the in the typical ballpark of between twenty and thirty bucks, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no no promises there. It's it also we we will we will talk to our publisher. They kind of also like in this region. Um, so yeah, twenty to thirty bucks. It's 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 made. And that's probably a good average good. for a lot of Steam yeah. games that I see. And yeah. stuff. there are some people that launch the free games, and then if you really want the good stuff, you got to pay the DLC, which is usually about that price. Um, but I think it's great. I think there's this wonderful democratization of games, gaming companies. There's all sorts of different places you can play these things now. Uh, it just seems like every every day someone's popping up like, hey, you can play games over here. And I'm just like, uh, in fact, there was another company. I was trying to remember what it was that now offers games. You pay like a monthly fee. Uh, it's mostly older games. Utomic. Utomic. Uh, oh yes, Utomic. I know those guys. They yeah. are they, they are Dutch. Oh, they. I, I I actually know know a couple of of people from there, and we meet yeah. always on on uh, on shows on Gamescom, for example. Yeah. Or, and I also was in in, in Utrecht uh, uh, on on a indie Indigo uh, show, and those are very nice people. They are really cool. Yeah. <laughs> you all, oh, hi, Mark Frank. How are you? And <laughs> people are. Really, they asked us to to release uh, on on Utomic, but it depends on what the publisher. Uh, Sure. Sees and 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 what what uh, how it looks, really, yeah. They they are great, but you still have to evaluate uh, yeah. the, the 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 thing. Um, but yeah, they they are great great guys. But certainly, they, more they, places they can have to distribute your stuff. I mean, some of these companies like Discord and and uh, uh, EA, of course, has their thing where you pay like mm -hmm. fifteen bucks a month. You can access all the EA games, uh, and then Utomic. Uh, um, you know, they just uh, flat monthly fee. It's probably not good for maybe some of your newer games you're coming out with. Maybe maybe some of your older games that are at the end of the life cycle might be good for those uh, to, to get extra money. But I think it's great. There's just these different platforms that are launching, expanding. It's just not Steam anymore. Yes, and it, uh, it probably gives you guys a lot more uh, opportunities, especially in the future for different revenue streams. Oh, absolutely! As a matter of fact, uh, Pressure Overdrive is on Utomic, I think. Yes, yes, I, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's on Utomic. Oh, and cool. and uh, also the the uh, this this was why the breaking news like uh, that that Epic started their store, mm -hmm. and I I had a look at it, and it's yeah, they have they they went the route that they kind of 
accumulated uh, like 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 a set of exclusives for their platform. So yeah. that's kind of also a strategy. So you have to be on on, yeah. on the Epic Store to get those games early. Yeah. Uh, that's that's also quite interesting. So it's kind. I, I think Steam is still the the major player there, mm-hmm. uh, and I think uh, these platforms that that are popping up. They need to have a long breath to 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 compete with Steam at some point because the community yeah. is so big. Uh, so let's see how things turn out. Maybe yeah. in ten years, how things will look. <laughs> it's going to be quite. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, in fact, we saw that with Origin recently, where Origin launching an Anthem, they gave it to their platform for Origin and their standalone thing that they have. Uh, you got it. You could you could get it a week ahead of time. Uh, before you can get it on Xbox and PS4, and basically the whole concept was to get people to to subscribe to the Origins model, the 15, you know, fifteen, sixteen bucks a month or whatever it is that I have, and uh, um, and then that way they, you know, they have that containment system and they have their own uh, platform, I guess, if you will, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so you know, there it is on PC, but they control it, and you know, it's not. You know they're not they're not quite at the mercy of PS4 and and uh, Xbox anymore. So the real real uh, democratization of of these platforms and to me competition is good. I love seeing lots of stuff for this because it just means that consumers have more options, they have more availability, more competition, these lower prices and and better things for everything. And then of course for small people like you guys. You know, people that are willing to work with you guys, as opposed to like Sony going, oh, I don't know, what, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. You know, yes. And so I think it's going to be great. So give us the plugs one more time before we round up the show, and uh, everyone check you guys out on Steam. Sure, of course. Yeah, just uh, search for a good company on Steam, and you can wishlist the game there. Uh, there will be also a closed beta or closed alpha. When you join our Discord, you will uh, have the opportunity to join the closed beta. The Discord is discord.gg/goodcompany. We are also on Twitch, uh, which is twitch.tv/chasingcarrots, and we also on Twitter. You can jo- uh, you can follow us on Twitter and get updates on the development. And there is a mini site which is uh, www.goodcompanygame.com. All right, sounds good then. Well, awesome guys. Be sure to check it out. Support the these uh, folks that are the uh, up and coming things, if you will. Every one of these game producers starts from ground zero and builds up. I remember Bungie used to be a small game developer in the day. So be sure to support these guys. Check out their games. I like the graphics on them. Uh, in fact, I'm going to go over to. I have the subscription to Utomi. Is that what? Utomic. Yeah. Utomic. I have a subscription there. So I'm going to look, go look for Under Pressure, is it? Mm-hmm. Pressure Overdrive. Is pressure it? Overdrive. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go look for that and then and give it some uh, kick the tires and all that good stuff. So anyway, I appreciate my audience for tuning in. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe to us on YouTube, hit that bell notification button for all the different updates we do. Be sure to go to. Uh, chrisvossgaming.com you can see this interview and other interviews we're doing with game developers and game codes they'll be giving away and all that fun stuff and then the chrisvossshow.com podcast you can see these on all the channels Spotify, Google Play, iTunes you can find us anywhere on those channels and we certainly appreciate you guys tuning in thanks to everyone and we'll see you next time